Welcome to the New Reality Show, where you can call in live for laser coaching and engage in Q&A with doctors Art Emrich and Christina Winsey. Discover how to master the power of your mind, body, and spiritual energies. Get empowered to create your new reality for more happiness, well-being, and success. Hello, Dr. Art. Hello, Dr. Chris. Here we are again. I'm so happy. I love our Friday night show, and I love to be with you and our audience and uh, the various topics we bring. Yeah, this is good. Uh, Are we at, this is show number 52, 53? 52. 52. This is our one year anniversary then. Great. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. It's gone by so fast. I just can't believe how quickly uh, time can move uh, when you're not watching it every minute. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, folks, you're listening to New Reality Solutions, if you don't know by now. And uh, we are so happy to have you with us. And we hope you enjoy the show. And any of the archive shows, we have tons of topics and authors and great information and lots of free gifts from every author and from us. So uh, we hope you'll take advantage of our recorded shows. And here we are live tonight. And if you'd like to call in while we're on the show and join the conversation, if you have a question, if you would like laser coaching, you can dial toll-free in the United States, one 627 6008 If you are outside the U.S., you have to dial direct, which is 1-323-744-4831. And we always welcome your calls. We don't always get them, but we welcome them. (laughs) So what is this show about? This show is about helping people with all kinds of challenges, mostly... um, it's mind, body, and spirit. It it covers the gamut, you know, Dr. Art. We seem to have quite a gamut of fascinating topics and people that we interview. Yeah. yeah. We like to hit the, the major mental, emotional, uh, physical, spiritual, um, and then financial and social. We, we cover as many different aspects of human life as we can. And with a, with a view toward leaving our our visitors with some practical applications that they can immediately use to make their life better. Exactly. Exactly. So tonight we had a guest scheduled and we're not sure if she's having technical difficulties, but on the hope that she's going to be here, her name is Denise Schoenwald and um, she was a former critical care nurse she is now spiritually based, licensed mental health counselor and medical intuitive. Um, Denise uh, will teach you how to heal your body by mastering your mind, which is the title of her book. So we're really looking forward to um, hoping that she can get on the show. Sometimes technology just fails. So please forgive us if she doesn't show up. We, we will bring her back another time for sure. Um, and Dr. Art and I will entertain you with some really good stuff. So we don't know what it is, but it's going to be good. It's going to be good. 
So let's see. Oh, we must thank our subscribers. Mm -hmm. And uh, just a little plug. You know, uh, we we started this show because we wanted to help a lot of people. We wanted to be able to reach far beyond our office walls. And so, um, you know, this is a mission of love. This is a mission of how do we uplift people, especially over the last few years with all that humanity has been going through. And so uh, if you get benefit from this show, and if you think you're going to be a regular watcher, a listener, we invite you to please become a subscriber and help us with some of the costs involved in having a show. Um, And right, Thomas is showing you on the show page, you can click right there and you can, for as little as $2.99 a month or 75 cents a week per show, you can help us keep the lights on. So just a little plug for that, but we thank our regular subscribers and we hope we'll get some new ones. So with that, I want to go to Dr. Art's tip of the week. Okay. Well, this is the third in the three-part series um, called Quantum Focusing. Uh, We had covered uh, previously the first two parts And basically, um, it is a a process that was developed by a good friend of mine, Michael Elner, uh, who's no longer on the planet with us here now. But um, he came up with uh, something uh, during the early AIDS epidemic in California, uh, before the medical profession really knew exactly what they wanted to do about it, or what they could do about it. And um, he was asked to see if he could develop uh, some uh, he was a, a very a well-known hypnotherapist in the field of pain management mm-hmm. and um, so they asked if he would develop something and he came up with something called quantum focusing um, so uh, it has three parts to it it basically uh, has to do with filling your whole mind with the feeling that you are occupying every single one of your 50 trillion cells, personally inhabiting them and waking them up and uh, getting them to uh, focus on one single thought. Um, Just fill your mind with occupying all the space inside of your body and have every cell dancing in total harmony. And then the first part, which we covered a couple of weeks ago, was to say, I live with a happy heart. And then you make a sound and uh, a body movement that reflects what a happy heart would be like. Second part was I live with a playful spirit. And you make a sound and uh, a a body movement that you think that would uh, best be represented by. And the third one today is I live with a peaceful mind. So following the same process, um, if you do live with a peaceful mind, what does that feel like? And just really get into that feeling as you focus all your cells on living with a peaceful mind. And as you begin to get that going, think of a sound that you might make that would represent what a peaceful mind sounds like to you. It might be, oh, you know, or something like that, or maybe just, Mm, could could be any kind of a sound. 
And then what would a body movement be that a peaceful mind would, would be like? Uh, it might be with your uh, arms, uh, with your hands upheld, uh, hands over your head. It could be uh, with your head bowed. It could be anything that you think would represent what a peaceful mind would be like. And so um, as you do that, and this whole thing takes two or three minutes. This is not a really long involved process. Um, as you end this process, in the privacy of your own mind, shout to yourself something like, I deserve health and happiness, or I deserve a stress-free life or whatever it is you think you deserve. And you will have calmed your um, mind down. Uh, earlier, as you begin, you would have made your heart feel very happy. And then you would made your spirit feel very playful. And then finally ending up with a peaceful mind. So we have a handout for this. And I guarantee you, this will change the world you live in instantly. Absolutely. So recommended highly. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Dr. Art. And uh, yeah, um, good stuff. And uh, we are going to give you our email at the end of the show. So you can write in if you would like uh, a copy of the tip of the week and remembering that it's three parts and it all comes in one sheet and uh, guaranteed to help immediately. So our guest is here. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to read her very impressive bio, and we're really looking forward to this interview. Denise Schoenwald has been practicing as a licensed spiritually based mental health counselor, a medical intuitive, and has been a registered nurse for over 30 years. She is a certified family and elder care mediator and has helped families navigate through highly contentious situations. Thanks to her deeply insightful and caring nature, Denise is known for helping clients learn how to care for themselves in ways they couldn't even imagine prior to working with her. Her kindness, compassion, and open-hearted approach allows you to feel safe in exploring and releasing who, what's held you back from living your fullest life. Denise is an avid tennis player, enjoys practicing yoga and meditation, and loves to travel to Italy. She's a Reiki master and a certified hypnotherapist. She's recently published her first book, Heal Your Body by Mastering Your Mind, and you can find it on Amazon. And she has a therapy dog named Henry, who works alongside her in the office, offering support and comfort. Denise, welcome to New Reality Solutions. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me. It's an honor to be here. Just been We're looking so forward to it. And um, my wife asked me, where would you like to be on your 65th birthday? And I said, I'd like to be walking up and down the streets of Florence, Italy. And so she made it happen because that's the, that to me is the ultimate place to be. So I share your love of Italy. For sure. yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, Denise, um, uh, your career started as a critical care nurse. Mm -hmm. And what made you decide to move into the therapy realm? Well, first, I have to tell you that being a critical care nurse was probably one of the most um, admirable um, occupations I've ever had taking care of someone who is very sick and sometimes passing and just being able to care for them was just something that 
was very special to my heart. But as I got older and uh, being an ICU nurse requires long shifts, 12 hour shifts, call, lifting very heavy patients who are very sick and suffering. And I just knew as I got older that I wouldn't be able to do it. And so then I just couldn't really decide what I wanted to do. I couldn't really see myself getting a master's in nursing. And a friend of mine went back to school to become a mental health counselor. And it just, for me, it was just the perfect fit. Mm -hmm. Very cool. And did that happen in Florida here or somewhere else? Yes. Um, We were, when I was a nurse, I was in Baltimore. But then when I decided to go for my master's, we were living in Florida. Great. Okay. Now, uh, do we get to see Henry? Yes. Um, I was my, <laughs> he was actually on my lap and I was trying to zoom in. So I was trying to get him. to. <laughs> but yes, I'll, I'll bring him up. He loves to get on camera. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so um, do you feel nursing and therapy are similar? Yes, both require you to not only to look at objective data, or certainly with psychology, listening to what the client is saying, but also really tuning into the body and listen, you know, the body is very sophisticated and can communicate to us by not by us not saying anything at all. And I felt like both are very similar. In nursing, I really relied a lot on looking at the patient, looking at the color of his or her skin, feeling the temperature of their skin, and then in psychology, I'm really looking for body language, um, the way they carry themselves, how they express emotions. And that tells me as much as anything they could possibly say. So they are very similar. Mm. Both require me to use a lot of critical thinking, which I enjoy. Right. For sure. Yeah. So um, I'm imagining that as you began to not only you studied hypnotherapy, but as you began to work with people, um, it, it just seemed a perfect fit of having been a nurse caring for the physical and seeing how the mind plays a role in well-being. So it seems like your book is a natural outpouring of that. And it was interesting for me because when I first started to work in psychology, I couldn't really understand what caused anxiety or how that would eventually manifest physically until I started noticing all these patterns. And then I went back and I really started to study energy. And what I've learned is when we don't process emotions or feelings or experiences in a healthy way, we block energy in the body. And eventually this is where disease will start to manifest. Because illness and disease is looking for a place to to replicate. And so if we really don't a lot of times handle or process our emotions, we will eventually get sick. Could could you say a little bit about how belief systems affect all of this? Because a lot of people say, well, what I believe and what my body does, they're they're totally separate, you know, that that so um what, what we all know is, no, they're not separate at all, but how, how do you um, understand the impact of belief systems on the mind-body system? Are you talking more about beliefs in sort of spirituality or beliefs in the way that we perceive it, Any kind of, I, I just say so much of life is all about BS, as belief systems, you know, and it's any kind of belief that you have, regardless of what it's about, 
it has a profound impact on the world you live in. You know, how your body works, how your mind works, um, how your emotions work, and, and uh, as well as uh, any kind of a, of a religious type of belief uh, can also have a huge impact. Absolutely. And what I try to tell patients is whatever's going on in the world, it doesn't matter what it is, but the way that the mind knows how to respond to whatever is going on in the world is relying on the mind. And the mind is somewhat of our messenger. And if the mind is not healthy, then whatever we're perceiving is coming into the body is dangerous, which can cause the body to panic. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, this is you know, anxiety and so forth. It's all about perception. So um, how does your practice differ from other therapists? No doubt it does, but maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you went to probably five different therapists, you would probably see five different styles. We certainly have our, our own way of, of practicing therapy. What I try to do is really try to incorporate mind, body, and spirit, because I feel like they're interconnected. And I feel like a lot of us, at least me, even before I went into psychology, didn't realize how much they all sort of intertwine and how important they are that we work on all of them to make ourselves happy and healthy and peaceful. Mm-hmm. And what, what happened that uh, caused you to decide, I want to write a book about this? <laughs> How did that work out? Mm-hmm. It's funny. My husband for years had been telling me, he's like, you should write a book, write a book. And I thought, oh, I, don't, I don't know what I would write about. Mm-hmm. And then at the time I had another therapy dog, his name was Max. And he was just about 15 and, and he passed away. And I got so many texts and letters and cards from patients and friends and family. And I thought, I'd love to do something just to honor him. And I decided to write a book. I didn't want to make it too long because I really wanted to talk about the mind-body-spirit connection in a way that would hopefully encourage people to try and to go and heal. Mm-hmm. And um, so I wrote it. I tried. My husband didn't want me to make it too complicated because he said that people wouldn't understand it. But then he want me to write it and make it too simple because he said that nobody would take it seriously. <laughs> but somehow I found the balance between not too complicated and not too simple and yeah. came up with the book. <laughs> well, I think you really did a good balancing act with it. That's, that's Thank you. really good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, you know, um, in the promotion for the show, one of the things that I wrote was about the fact that I think many people believe that it's only special people who have the power of the mind to heal their body. And I remember long ago, um, uh, Bernie Siegel writing books about exceptional patients who cured their cancer through visualization and uh, positive emotion. But I think the time has come uh, when you know, the law of attraction, awareness of mind, body, spirit is so prevalent now. Um, it, it, you know, the, the beauty of, of having a book like yours and having a practice like yours um, and Dr. Art doing medical in, uh, hypnotherapy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so important for the average person to realize that this is within their reach. Maybe you can speak to how you help this be in the reach of anybody. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so true what you just said, Christina, it really is. You know, the mind, when I was in the ICU, I would have patients come in 
and they would be just so near death and they'd say, I want to live another month to see my first grandchild born. And, mm-hmm. and we would think like, I don't think that that's going to happen. And certainly, you know, you, you would say, you know, I think that that's great to want that. And sure enough that that would happen. And the mind is so powerful, but I feel like now in today's world, we have so many distractions. I think, you know, our cell phones and texting and, even when we're resting, we're not really resting. And I feel like the, the, the mind really never gets a break. Mm. And, and it's so important that we have balance. If we don't balance our sympathetic nervous system, which is when we're busy, when we're, we're on our emails and we're texting and so forth with parasympathetic, when we're just enjoying our life, we're not doing a very good job of balancing that. And we're getting sicker and sicker as a society. I'm seeing young people all, all of a sudden getting so sick. And I think it's just, they're just too stimulated. They're not exercising the way that they did. And it's really important that we get, we really are mindful about balance in our lives. Yeah, so true. And so um, aside from balance, do you have special techniques that help the average person to master this ability to heal themselves with their mind? Because you say heal the body by mastering the mind. So I'm assuming that um, there are exercises and things that you teach. Well, there's first thing that when, when I do an intake or when I first meet someone is I ask probably my first or second question is about their health history and medications And when I know where they're struggling with health and wellness, I can already tell by just channeling back the energy, what emotions or what situations that they're struggling with. Mm -hmm. For example, um, if someone has a lot of problems with weight or diabetes, something like that, maybe a lot of fear and anxiety, a lot of that is in the belly. So it's not unusual for them to be overweight, um, sometimes not eating either the body will because the body will try to correct itself. So it'll either overeat, not eat. A lot of times I also see people going attaching to alcohol. And so once we've un- we're trying to understand why the body is sort of acting out or acting the way that it is, I really go back and try to teach them how to feel things in the body and make their own corrections, but they won't do that if they don't really understand why things are happening. Mm. So I do a lot of teaching. Emotions also have a vibrational frequency. When we gravitate toward negative emotions, guilt and shame and misery and so forth, those are not only slow vibrational energies, but they're very slow. And they make us feel very tired, very overwhelmed, sluggish, procrastinate. And so when we're in these negative emotions, we will tend to attach to other people who also are at that same vibrational level. And so you notice sometimes when people are very negative, they will connect quickly to someone else who is negative. Mm -hmm. A lot of it for me is to do a lot of teaching. Because we never really think, oh, so I'm a negative person, so what? What will that, well, what, what's the consequence of that? But what we know is that negativity and our emotions can really make us sick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I need to do a station break and then we'll get back to our topic. Sounds so um, you're listening to New Reality Solutions with Drs. Art Emrich 
Lynch and Christina Winsey, and we are talking with Denise Schoenwald, a former critical care nurse, now spiritually based, licensed mental health counselor and medical intuitive. We're going to talk about the medical intuitive part, Denise. That's so fascinating. And about how you can heal your body by mastering your mind. If you would like to call in, ask a question of our guest or of us, or you just want to join the conversation, you can dial uh, toll-free in the United States, 1-888-627-6008. If you are outside the United States, dial 1-323-744-4831. So back to our wonderful guest, and um, you are a medical intuitive. I am as well, and you and I know that that is just such a gift. And so talk to us about how that plays in uh, in your practice. Well, mostly, as I said, when I talk to people about what's going on with them medically, and I'm not only, when I'm talking to someone, I'm not only listening to what they say, but I'm really watching the body. Because the body is an amazing communicator. So they may say, they may act perfectly calm and they're answering questions and they seem at ease, but yet intuitively they really don't seem at ease. I see a lot of twitching and bouncing and, and so forth, eye, rapid eye movement and so forth. And so what I'm trying to understand is why the body is responding or reacting the way that it is. And then I'm trying to teach them about how their emotions, depending upon where they're getting sick, how their emotions are factoring into that. Why? Because they haven't maybe processed a trauma or grief or something like that. Why this is now showing up in the heart. Grief shows up in the heart. Anxiety shows up in the heart. Bitterness and resentment show up in the heart. So what will happen with women is we see a lot of breast problems, breast cancer, heart problems, lung problems. Again, when the body is starting to get sick, it's coming because there's blockage of energy. And that's going way back to the emotional level. Mm -hmm. You may say, well, what about children? How does, you know, someone who's just two or three have physical problems? Where is that coming from? When that occurs, I'm really looking at the mom, because you can you imagine when you're pregnant, and the baby and the mom is very stressed and so forth, that the baby is sort of marinating in that. Mm. And so a lot of times I see with children is that a lot of it, I'm looking at the parents and the stress in the home and so forth. Many times we'll say something like, well, it runs in my family. It may, health problems may run in the family, but also the way that we process emotions often run in the family too. And I'll, I'll say something like, well, you know, did mom have a lot of anxiety and depression? Yes, mom did. And my grandparents and so forth. And here goes the lineage of health problems. Well, go ahead, doctor. Your therapeutic practice is pretty much the same as other therapists, or do you think yours is somewhat different in some ways? I would say that I'm different. Different? How how so? Well, yeah, and I think with the medical background, I really try to bring that in because I I feel like, and one of the reasons when I wrote the book, I was hoping that, well, I, I was sort of counting on the fact that what I was presenting in the book 
people wouldn't just say, well, she has no idea. She's never been in medicine. No. So I do have, in fact, I probably have a stronger medical background or as strong as I do a psychological background. Mm-hmm. I'm also very spiritually based. And so I, I sort of incorporate because I feel like you have to, you cannot ignore whether you're religious or not, that there's something out there greater than than what we have right in front of us. And that needs to factor in as, as well for us to have peace and happiness. Yeah. Tell yeah. us about it. Oh, I'm sorry, Dr. Art. Oh, Go, ahead. Right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I, I was going to ask you to tell us about, um, without, of course, I know you can't say names, but just can, do you have some unusual cases that you'd like to share? Um, I think testimonials or um, even if it seems anecdotal, it gives people hope. And that's, you know, we want our listeners to understand that this is not just, this is not airy fairy that this is real that that Mm -hmm. it can help them heal too Mm -hmm. well it's interesting sometimes when I see children and they'll say something like or the parents will say you know they have a lot of stomach problems and they don't they don't feel comfortable at someone else's house and and so I'm listening to all of these and I'm all this information And I'm wondering, and I'll say, well, what about when they get home? Or what about when they go to other friends' house? No, they don't seem to have as much of a problem. So what I'm trying to understand is, what is it when they go to certain people's house? What's the disconnect? Why all of a sudden are they having stomach problems? Why all of a sudden do they want to come home? And so I'm listening to the information, and I'm also connecting. So I'll ask, maybe I'll ask the child some questions on, what it is about a family relative or or somebody in the home that makes them feel uncomfortable. There's some sort of trust or fear that's causing the stomach problems. I also see that when kids go to school for the first week, I must get, I don't know how many calls I get because the kids are nervous. I mean, so that you understand because not, they're not quite sure. But different situations, different medical problems, you have to go back to what emotions sit in that in that site. For example, depression sits down at the at the core, at, at the base, right at the base of the spine. Could be something where it, during childhood, could be something with maybe being raising, being raised in a very toxic home, maybe having being in an abusive marriage. So I'm listening to what's what they're struggling with. And I'm also connecting what's going on emotionally as well as physically. And then I'm asking the appropriate questions. Mm-hmm. It's just fascinating. The body, I, it just never ceases to amaze me how sophisticated it is and how it really communicates very clearly. Many times we just don't understand it. Yeah. Not true. What do you think some of the more interesting parts of what what you do for a living? What what's interesting about that to you? Well, I think that I don't think I've ever had a patient or a client come in and talk about something that I haven't gone through. <laughs> <That's wild. laughs> that gives you a f- fantastic uh, connection with them right away. Uh, it does. And, you know, and when, of course, you certainly don't want to see anyone suffer or go through struggles, but yet when we go through struggles and hardship and so forth, those are our greatest gifts and lessons. And when I'm going through struggles in my own life, I try to say, okay, what's the lesson? What can I learn from this? 
how can I come through this a better person or with more knowledge, you know, with, with more grace and dignity? And so I, I find it really interesting because not only do I feel like I'm trying to help people heal, but in turn, they also help me heal myself. Mm. Yeah, children, absolutely. children, I find, um, give me my greatest, greatest wisdom. You know, they're very uninhibited and they just, they speak from the heart and they just are very wise. So true. Mm-hmm. I, I just was reminded of a, a mother who brought her son in and I said, you can, uh, you can be here in the room. And in fact, I insist that you are here in the room, but you're not allowed to say anything. And she said, okay, I could do that. So, so I turned to this young boy and I said, so what brings you in today? And he said, um, I'm here because I picked this skin on my lips and I looked over at his mother and she said, that was not what she was expecting. I said, why is that a problem for you? And he said, because I love balsamic vinegar salad dressing and it burns. And so I have to stop doing this because I can't eat my salad now. (laughs) So we took off and, and, uh, you know, and he's now, he doesn't pick his lips anymore. (laughs) But his mother, when, when we left, she said, I had no idea that was coming. That was a surprise to me. So, Mm-hmm. So many times parents and their kids, you know, they have a whole different idea about what's, what's important here. You know, what are we going to do? So mm-hmm. I've just learned to go with the kids, you know, let them, let them do their say. <laughs> so true. So true. Just unexpected. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, you know, I, I'm interested in your stand on medication for mental illness because mm-hmm. I, I'm a certified addictionologist and I also, um, know very well because of nutrition and my background in holistic uh, wellness Uh, as a former chiropractor. I know that there are so many additives and things in our food, sugar and white flour and and having uh, the wrong things in your diet really contribute to mental problems. Mm -hmm. And so... um, I know that medication has a role in helping, um, but on the whole, I'm not pro medication. So I, and, and this is not to say we can't disagree if you are <laughs> pro medication, but I just like to know what you, what your thoughts are. And before I answer that, you brought up a wonderful point. When we struggle with a lot of anxiety, when the mind is constantly thinking, 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 we will tend just naturally and and notice that we go very quickly to sugar, flour, carbs, because what happens, what we don't realize is it takes a lot of energy for the mind to be that active. Mm. And so we will just, our tendency will go right to sugar. You know, that that's one thing that I like people to be mindful of is when the body is going to whatever it's going to, it's going to try to find some ease or some balance. And so if we go to alcohol, a lot of times we're trying to de-stress, we're trying to, you know, to relax and so forth. So when we're not in balance, if we're just aware of what we're doing, it'll give us a good indicator of what we really need. Now, as a nurse, certainly I've given many, many medications. I do find that I feel like people are being very over-medicated, particularly Mm -hmm. children. It's, you know, medicine, 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 medicine. 
And yet a lot of struggles when I was saying before that when we go through hardship, it's important for us to go through that journey, to mm-hmm. learn, to grow. And, you know, if we're constantly taking medicines and taking medicines because we don't want to go through it, we're just not going to really get the full experience of it. And, you know, sometimes I tend to see a lot of people getting medicated for grief. And I just feel like, and I'm not saying that sometimes it's not warranted. So I don't want people to think, you know, I, I should feel bad because I was prescribed something, but we have to learn how to do other ways or find other methods of peace. Yeah. And medication is not always the answer. Sometimes it can be very helpful for those who are on medication. I certainly don't want to say that it's not warranted, but I think sometimes we need to be careful. And if you are on medication, it's very important that you also are seeing a therapist or some sort of behavioral therapy because no pill is going to be a magic pill. Exactly. Absolutely. Taking one or two. So um, you, uh, what would you say are some really simple ways that people can do better in taking care of themselves mentally? Mm-hmm. So many of them. And it's, I think it all comes down to self-care. I will say too, as I'm doing my intake, what are your hobbies? And you would be surprised how many people do not have any hobbies or they say, well, you know, once in a while I go to the beach. And I say, well, how often is that? Oh, I don't know, every two or three months. Can you imagine? I mean, if you're only doing self-care every couple of weeks, and then you're going into this grind of working and staying busy all the time. No wonder the body's getting sick physically and mentally. I think the easiest way, and people say, well, I can't afford to go to a yoga class, but certainly to get out in nature. My first hour when I wake up in the morning is to sit outside and watch my birds come to the bird feeder. Mm. No technology for the first hour. It's just an hour of just being. It's important to learn how to just master the mind. Mm -hmm. I love meditation. Certainly YouTube has lots of free ones. Very essential that we learn to, to bring the mind down and calm down and find peace. Mm. And my shaman Fred would, would tell you that's where God is. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. mm-hmm. As a uh, hypnotherapist or a hypnotist, I'm not sure which term you use. Uh, do you find that you practice that a lot with your clients or is that just something you rely on occasionally? I went through the training just so I would really have a good understanding. I myself go for hip- hypnosis mm-hmm. and I, So I really wanted to understand it because a lot of times when I encourage people to go, I felt like I didn't have enough knowledge to give them. And so I tend to refer clients out for that because I I try to stay in my lane (laughs) with that. And, you know, so I don't want to be like, okay, I could do some Reiki. I could do some hypnosis. I could do some of this. And then it becomes very blurred. Mm. Fine. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, how does Henry figure into your practice? Well, I'm going to get him. I'm going to be standing up. Oh, my husband's going to get him. I'll bring him to you. But okay. I had a therapy dog before and people just love it. I mean, he's, you know, he brings them so much joy and he's real sweet and, and so forth. So basically he's just for comfort. Is he an intuitive also? 
Oh, there's nothing like pets. There we go. Is he a trained therapy dog or is he, it just he passed his test, but just Hi, Henry. <laughs> oh my Hi, goodness. Buddy. Look at that face, would you? Yeah. <laughs> so soft. Yeah. I don't I don't know that he's the most well-behaved therapy dog. My other one was a little bit more polished. But he certainly is adorable, and and clients really love him. Oh, I bet the kids just eat them all up. Mm -hmm. The adults, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh I don't know any other therapist who has a therapy dog in their practice. I don't either. I really don't. In fact, sometimes I think I could have skipped graduate school and just gotten a dog, because a lot of people pick me for him. Yeah. (laughs) You're in competition with your dog. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. awesome. I don't know whether you already covered this, but are there some um, do's and don'ts that you think that we should, uh, before we come to see you or need to come to see you, what can we be doing to take better care of ourselves mentally and emotionally? Are there some guidelines that you use? I really think, you know, the balance and self-care. And if you're not really sure how you're doing, watch how you're acting. If you're Mm -hmm. noticing you're going to the refrigerator a lot, you're not in balance. Mm -hmm. If you notice that the phone rings and you're irritated and you haven't even picked up the phone yet, you're not in balance. (laughs) If you notice that you're just sort of nitpicking and and just really frustrated, you're not in a good spot. Mm -hmm. And I also notice that sometimes when I feel really sluggish and heavy, that I'm not balanced. Mm -hmm. So I really sort sort of tune into my body and say, how are you feeling today? And if I can't say, you know, I feel pretty good, feel for, doing well today, then I do something for self-care. Yeah. Is that when you would say go outside and be in nature? That would be a good uh, remedy for some of those things. Nature. If I, if I find myself very frustrated, I usually will go do something like play some tennis or something mm-hmm. a little bit, get, can get a little bit more energy out. Some energy, yeah. I practice yoga that for me just really sort of grounds me and helps me stay centered Mm -hmm. because even as much as I try to take care of myself at the end of the week, being in my own life and helping other people through their challenges, it it wears on you. Yeah. It did in the ICU too. So I really try to be mindful of, you know, taking care of myself physically, mentally, and spiritually. Do you consider yourself clairvoyant or clairsentient or clairaudient? You are a medical intuitive. Do you have one of the clairs? Well, and it's interesting because a lot of times I, I just get this sense of I know what's happening. And I also had it in the ICU. I would, I would see a patient and I, you know, everything looked great. And I would look at them and I would say, there's just something not right about it. I, I, I couldn't really tell you what it was, but I knew that. And I, have the same thing with psychology and it's a gift that I feel that it's very important that I use and that I that I I balance so that it's you know I do um every morning I ground probably Mm -hmm. spend five ten fifteen minutes I have singing bowls and I just sort of get myself centered yeah you're you're uh you're clairsentient because there's a knowing inside of you yeah Uh, yeah definitely Mm -hmm. um very cool Mm -hmm. So what message do you want to tell our audience? You know, what, what would you like to share um, to inspire them? 
I would say to everyone, if you really want to live a long, healthy, happy life, take care of your mental health. Many of us I, just say that we think that it's some sort of stigma to go for mental health counseling, but through every developmental stage that we go through, we struggle because we've never been through there. When, when we change jobs, when we have children, when the children go off to college, get married, divorce, death, we will struggle. And I feel like those are the times where instead of trying to rely on your friends and family to listen to all your problems and, 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 and issues, it's important to go see someone who's a professional who can really help you work through them before you get physically ill. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, I think, um, if if I were to advise people, it's it's really start with one thing. Start with, you know, there's all these options out there, whether it's yoga, whether it's going out in nature, just add one thing and do that for a week or two weeks and then begin to add another thing and change your schedule so you have a little bit more time for yourself and, you know, progressively adding on uh, self-care time. Cause you know, I think the biggest excuse people give is, Oh, I just don't have time. I just don't have time. And, um, the fact is we all have the same 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So you have to say, where do I draw the line and just insist that there's time for me. And I think that that's a big problem because, you know, after after the pandemic and people losing jobs and in financial straits, uh, it's very difficult for people. They're trying to catch up financially. And so we we are we had another guest on who um, said that the she she works with with uh, parents on parenting, evolving children. And um, she said that the anxiety in our youth is beyond anything she's ever seen. It's Very just, true. it's just over the top. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, we really have to draw a line in the sand and say, Hey, you know, I, I matter. And I think that's, that's part of the challenge with people in this modern society. I agree. And when they say, I don't have time, I say, you have to make time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when you take care of yourself, everybody in your life benefits. And and so if you want everyone in your life that you love dearly to be happy, you know, start by taking care of yourself. I had an interesting thing happen early in my career. I've been practicing now for 45 plus years and, um, medically uh, people would uh, come in and uh, one of my clients one day early on said well if my body was successfully able to do what what uh what I wanted it to do why did I have to come to see you to get my body to do that and I said fabulous question I have no idea what the answer is (laughs) and you you probably don't know either so uh, I'm going to hypnotize you the next time I will ask you the question let your unconscious tell me what the answer is. And then I started asking all of my medical clients the same question. Why did you need to come see me to, you know, to do? And I got the same answer, pretty much the same answer back every single time. Guess what the answer was? No. What was it? 
I didn't do it because nobody asked me to. <laughs> and I thought, whoa, boy, that leaves a wide open field for hypnotherapy. <laughs> well, we just need to, because you don't have to, you have to know how to ask, you know, you can't just say, hey, do this, you know, it won't do it. But it, it was interesting that um, the, um, the systems that we're using, all, you know, immune system, Digestive, respiratory, circulatory—the uh, whole, the whole works. Endocrine system—they're all systems that have evolved from thousands of years of programming and success. That because we survived, and and yet all of a sudden in the last ten years, can you imagine all the new things that we've thrown at this poor system that it that didn't have any preparation for at all? And so it really does need some sort of uh, a reboot or, a, you know, or a, a, a way to catch up to 2022 because it's not used to operating that quickly with, with new stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think one of the things that we can do is provide our mind body system with an enormous reservoir of experience that we have that we can advise people. And as soon as their system hears something that makes sense, It'll latch onto it like crazy because they're just looking for, you know, what can I do? And, oh, that's a great idea. I can do that. And, yeah. and it'll pick it up and run with it. It really will, will make miracles happen. And I think Christina brought up an excellent point about children. We're seeing so much anxiety and it's mm. too much technology. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. uh, hands down. They're Absolutely. Getting, seeing a lot of ticks, um, starting to see seizures. It's mm -hmm. we're just too stimulated. Yeah. Yeah. The technology is actually causing the yes. trouble. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. we're not used to dealing with all that information flow. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we can't solve the whole world's problems, but we mm -hmm. can yeah. one person at a time making changes. We uh you know, and we get the message out there. That's what this show is about. That's what your book is about. And speaking of your book. Um, and also you have a, um, uh, an offer, uh, to offer our, our listeners. So why don't you tell them about the book and about, uh, what you're offering? Okay, great. This is my book, Healing Your Body by Mastering Your Mind. It's on Amazon. It's, um, I just had it. It's also in an audible book, um, and Kindle. It uh, paperback so it's available uh, certainly on Amazon I'm also offering 10% uh, off if anybody would like to schedule an appointment with me I'm going to be offering in the fall some workshops, some two hour workshops, people would like to try that you can certainly follow me on my website at denishomal.com look forward to a lot of those just off the top of my head I came up with like 12 so that are coming up so I do some private coaching also so i'm i'd be happy to talk to anyone who would like to give me a call well and you said uh i remember we discussed by email that they must say they sh they saw you on new reality solutions to get that 10 percent off yes, <laughs> so just a little plug for our show right. so um Denise, thank you so much for being with us. And uh, we really enjoyed learning more about what you do and how you help people. And um, I'm just going to talk a little bit about next week's show and what people can expect. 
Um, we'll be speaking with near-death experiencer Julianne Delcano Milstead Kennard. She teaches love, compassion, unconditional freedom, and law of attraction. Julianne is co-founder, facilitator of Innate Evolution Accredited Training Academy and metaphysical experiencer and author of a book called Polality, The Missing Link to Love. So it should be a very interesting show. And um, if you would like to reach myself or Dr. Art, Thomas, do you have that photo that shows our websites and such? Yes. So if you'd like uh, Dr. Art's tip of the week, you can email us contact nrshow at gmail.com. If you would like a hypnosis session with Dr. Art, you can text him at 941-685-9622. And the reason for texting is because uh, there are so many spam calls. He won't know who you are and he won't pick up. So you got to text him and then he can get back to you. And if you're interested in a consultation for coaching with me, um, especially if you have an eating disorder or compulsive eating problem or some kind of food addiction, um, that is my specialty. And you can write me at info at drchriswinsey.com. So with that, Denise, just thank you again. And uh, remember, everybody, Denise Seanwald, S-C-H-O-N. WALD.com and 10% off if you say you saw her here. Denise, thank you so much for being on. This has just been great. Thank you. I've been looking forward to this for a long time after seeing your book here. That's just. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Did a great job. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you much. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed this show, please consider being a supporter. You can find that on our show page. Tune in every Friday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash new reality show for announcements of upcoming topics and exciting guest interviews. Bye for now.